We just said something very important. You may be seated for a moment. You have made me. You have made me. Look at that person next to you and say, God made you. God made you. Okay, and if we're going to be glad, we have to be glad that God made us the way he made us. Amen. And there's, uh, you know, there's so much that I had prepared to share this morning. But what I'm going to share with you is what is the most important part of it. And that is God made us. We are God's crowning creation. All of creation was created for us. And when God had created everything else, then he created man. And he created man in a very special way, man and woman. And that's what we read about in Genesis 1, verses 25 and 26. And God, or, or 26 and 27, the Lord said, let us make man in our image. Let us make man in our image. Now, we have to see something. God chose to make us in his image and in his likeness. In his image. In his likeness. His image is his character. To be like him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is holy and he's called us to be a holy people. Amen. He's made us in his image. We are to be in his image and in his likeness. Our being, our physical being carries forth a demonstration of God's likeness. Now, I know we're all different. But you have to understand it takes us all to express that likeness. Amen. Every one of us is different. Your fingerprints are different than mine, than anybody else's. They're unique. Man, I, I read something powerful from, from uh, Pastor Ralph Trask. He says, God gave you unique fingerprints so you could leave an imprint on this earth. In other words, your hand, your fingerprints are important. Your retina is different than anybody else's. They can identify us by our retina because there's nobody has the same retina you have. God made you very unique in his likeness and in his image. Now the Bible tells us the heavens declare his glory. And the firmament shows forth his handiwork. And they're marvelous. They're incredible. I remember a night I stood in the desert of North Africa where there was no lights. And looked up into the darkness and saw all of the stars. And it was like I could reach out and touch them. The heavens show forth his glory. I mean, you cannot look at that and not feel how great God is. And how, but there's a part of that that, 
that just stretches our imagination to realize that God did that for our benefit. God made the stars for our benefit. But he spoke them into existence. God made the firmament his handiwork for our benefit. But he spoke it into existence. But when he made man, he didn't speak it into him into existence. He formed him. He fashioned him from the dust of the earth. Not only do we have fingerprints of our own, but God's fingerprints are all over us. Yeah. Because we're fashioned, we're made. Amen. And men, we were made out of dust. But that woman, she was made out of the rib. Prime rib, yes, sir. Rib. Amen. But God fashioned her from the rib of man and called her woman because she was taken out of the side of man. Amen. We are created in his image, we are created in his likeness. But woman was created out of man so that there would be a bond between us. Male and female created he them. Male and female created he them. What I just said is very important. God didn't create option number three. Amen. If you are sorry God made you a woman, you need to repent. If you're sorry that God made you a man, you need to repent. If you're sorry you have freckles, you need to repent. If you don't like your nose, you need to repent. You don't. Because God made you in his image and in his likeness. He has made me and he's made me glad that he's made me. He's made me. Amen. I used to worry about being weird. <laughs> then I realized God only made one of me. I'm supposed to be a little weird. You are too. Amen. Lindsay, it's, it's good that we don't have to be afraid of the fear of man because that all pushes us into trying to be like each other. God wants us to be like him. That's the good news this morning. And it's in that that we are set free. Amen. I want you to realize God worked hard on you. He worked hard on me. One of the greatest mysteries of science is the DNA molecule. And how the traits of a mother and a father are passed on to their children. How in every cell of our body, there is this huge expression of direction and creation that keeps creating one cell after another cell after another cell, just as God made it, replicating it again and again and again within our bodies. Amen. And so when our, even when we cut ourselves or our wound ourselves, our body has the ability to heal itself and restore what has been damaged. Amen. God made us in such an incredible way. We are created in his image and in his likeness. Now what I'm sharing with you this morning is just the foundation. Because there's two things that God is concerned about. God is concerned about the family. 
What was the first thing he created? Family. And the family today is under great attack. And some of you say, well, you know, I'm a single parent family. You're still a family. Well, I'm all alone. You're still a family. Oh, by the way, you do have someone in the family with you. His name is Jesus. You don't have to eat alone. You don't have to say I'm alone. <laughs> Just say I'm in special company with the Lord. Because he's a part of my life. But I mean, if, if the Lord makes up your family, praise God. He's, he's a good family member. It's easy to get along with him. But so you see what I'm saying is that family is incredibly important. The first thing God created was family. There's two families that God is concerned about. One is the human family, your family, my family. But the other thing he's concerned about is our family called the family of God. Paul says in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, there's one Lord, there's one faith, there's one baptism, one God and Father of us all. Amen. God is our Father. God is our Father. I thank God for my Father. He was a wonderful Christian man. Now, he wasn't perfect. He did a lot of things right, and he did some things that could have been done better. But the thing is, I was blessed to have a very good father. But my father died more than 30 years ago. But I have a father who's not dead. God is my father. You have a father. Amen. A perfect father. When the Disciples said, Jesus, teach us to pray. What is the first part of the prayer? Our Father. Our Father, which art in heaven. Amen. We have a Father who made us, who created us in his image and in his likeness. And I believe that's the basis for the family. Because he made them both male and female. Not less, not more. Both were made in his image. Both were made in his likeness. Amen. They're not exactly the same. I don't know about you. I'm glad my wife is not like me. <laughs> Viva la difference. But she completes me and sometimes I complete her. But there's a... There's a likeness of God in the female, and there's a likeness of God in the male. And we need both. We need both. But the only time that likeness is, comes together is in the bond of marriage. Then the male and the female become one, and these two shall be one flesh. Oh, Adam looked at Eve and says, this is bone of my bone. This is flesh of my flesh. He saw in her a unity. God made her just like he made you, man. And we both, man and woman, need to appreciate what God has done in the other one. Because it's God's work. We're singing about how great are the works of God. I'm talking about the works of God. 
This is what God did in the work of creation. And I could speak another time of God's work of recreation, recreation. Because the Bible tells us if we are in Christ Jesus, we are a new creation. I know sin messed up the old creation. But those of us who know Jesus have the power to be a new creation. So in closing today, I want to speak to you and say, you need to be at peace with who you are, who God's made you to be. You need to accept who you are. God made you that way with very special purpose. And he loves you a lot. Okay. The second thing you need to understand is that person next to you is created in the image of God. And they are very, very special. Amen. And one of the things we need to do is quit finding fault. It was brought up earlier. Because judgment doesn't change people. Judgment does not change people. I can tell my dear friend John Branson everything he's ever done wrong and how he should have done it right. And it won't change one hair on his head, I guarantee it. It's a bald joke, he says. Anyway. But the thing is, judgment doesn't change anything. Judgment destroys things. And when we judge one another, we are harming God's creation. Especially in the body of Christ. You may look at that person and say, gee, they are really weird. I know I'm weird, but they're more weird than I am. And I don't know that that there's anything I like about them. Well, whether you like them or not, you better love them. Because if you don't love your brethren, you have not been born again, and you're not going to go to heaven when you die. By this we know we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. Because we look at them and we love them for who they are. God didn't make them like you because there was already one of you. And that's enough. Very necessary. But two would have been too much. So God made us all different. Praise God. Amen. But we need to be glad. Need to quit worrying about what we are or what we're not. We're God's creation. I know I have things at home, they break down whether the washing machine or the dishwasher, whatever it is. You know, when sometimes I try to fix it myself and if that doesn't work, guess what I have to do? I have to go back to the manual, go see what the manufacturer has to say about it. And the manufacturer knows how to fix that problem. And I'm telling you this morning, the manufacturer knows how to fix the problem. Whether it's in me or whether it's in you. But judgment paralyzes. Love liberates. We heard that earlier. Love liberates. 
Love liberates. Love is liberal. And that it allows the creation of God, amen, to function as God created it. And I just want you to know you are extremely important. You are extremely special. Amen. I hope all of us can go out this morning knowing how much God loved us. Amen. How can we can be aware that each one of us, you have something in you that nobody else has. Nobody else has it just the way you do. Every part of the body supplies something that the other parts cannot supply. Every one of us is unique and every one of us is special. And I just think the Lord wants us this, today to, to be able to look at each other in a new way. So again, I'm going to ask you to stand. <laughs> now I'm going to ask you to turn around and look at everybody. Just look at everybody. See what God has done. See what God has done. See what God is doing. See what God has done. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. Whoa. Hallelujah. He has made me. And today the Lord is here to make you glad. Amen. No more moaning. No more groaning. Rejoicing in the Holy Spirit. Giving thanks to the Lord at all times. With a song in our heart. With a smile on our face. With hope. And with life. Knowing. Amen. That God has given us something very special that the world needs. Amen. And as you find yourself in Jesus Christ, you're going to find the liberty to be everything God has called you to be. This morning, I, I just rejoice at what God does in the body of Christ. You know what a flash mob is? You know, when a bunch of musicians show up in the middle of the street and start playing a concert, yeah. flash mob. Well, yesterday there was a flash mob. A bunch of people found out about a woman who was in a desperate situation. And they reached out and began to minister to her. And by evening, she had everything she needed. Men, we don't even know, need to know who did it or what happened. We just didn't need to know that there was a flash mob of God's love that arose in the heart of his people and said, God wants us to do something about that. God wants to do something. Amen. Wherever we go, amen, don't be afraid. Be just instantaneous in season and begin to do what God's called you to do. Amen. Can we just lift our hand to the Lord this morning? Lord, we thank you for your creation. We thank you, Lord, for your special creation that is mankind. Lord, you've made us in your image and we've made, you've made us in your likeness. Lord, we belong to you. We are found in you. And our purpose is in what you have done and what you are doing. Lord, and we just thank you this morning. Lord, that you created all things for our sake. Lord, that we might be your children. And Lord, we thank you this morning that we are not slaves to sin, but we are the children of the living God. 
that we can serve you with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our strength, Lord, with all of our mind. We can be who you've called us to be and who you've made us to be. And Lord, we pray over our marriages. We pray over our families. We pray over the family of God. We pray for restoration. We pray for healing. We pray for reconciliation. We pray for the return of the prodigals. Return, Lord, Lord, return, return, return. Restore, oh Lord, restore, 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 restore once again. All of those things, Lord, that you have intentioned. Lord, for your families and for your family. Lord, we thank you this morning that we are privileged to be a part of the family of God. And it is a blessing to be able to call you Father. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord. We bless you. We praise you. Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace as you go. Praise the Lord. Bless you, church. We'll see you at five.